The following content is taken over for the 99 and 2000. Start the show. Black people and black culture. It is never too early. It is never too early. It is never too late to take over for the 99 to 2000. That is absolutely true. Because <laughs> if that nigga said it right now, every woman in the neighborhood would be outside yeah. throwing it. Yeah. In a circle, in a rhombus, in a decadahedron. You know, uh, all the geometries. <laughs> all the ge- all them shits. <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black-ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I am sick of cold weather. And it's not even really, really here yet. I'm already ready for it to be just a smooth 75-80. Yeah. We'll wait till next week. <laughs> Man, we gotta get through this week of fuck shit. Um, for those of you who do not live in, that do not live in Texas, um, the White Walkers are coming. Um, and no, we're not talking about the march in the Capitol. <laughs> the, 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 the White Walkers are coming to signal the fall of man, apparently. And uh, the Night King is passing through in the form of a cold front. Hmm. But a cold front kind of doesn't do it justice. It's like a, it is like an Arctic blast yeah. um, that sees temperatures that Texas just does not see commonly. Polar vortex, whatever you want to call it. And as usual, Houston is just not prepared for this kind of shit. It's better prepared. It's just going to completely shut down. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's how we prepare. We just shut it down. Um, just to, we just we just kind of generally just go the fuck home. We just go the fuck home and stay there until whatever's coming is over. Um, that's our preparation down here. Um, it is episode one twenty five. We're drinking in the morning. By the way, it's went. true. That's why. That's why I, I. I. That's why I went for the orange juice. Mm-hmm. See, can't see. See, it's not necessarily the conventional drinking when you bring, when you put orange juice in the in the mix. That's true. That's true. That that makes it breakfast appropriate. See, I'm just saying the liquor store opens. The liquor store opens at ten thirty. Okay, so when the liquor store is open, it's appropriate. It's acceptable. Okay, right. got you. Uh, how was your week? Uh, it was forgettable, but, um, you know, that's why we do this. This is true. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's why we come here. Cause, uh, fortunately mine was about, about the same, um, since the service and everything, you know, things, things slow down a little bit and some kind of normalcy can resume. Um, they still bring you plates though. Huh? They are still bringing food, man. Um, somebody just showed up with yesterday with like four boxes of like food bank food. Man. Jesus Christ. That's good. Non-perishables. Uh, somebody showed up and wrapped our, and, and wrapped our pipes mm. for the oncoming cold. So thank you for that. Um, people have been checking on me and people, and I, and again, my people have been checking on me and I appreciate that. 
Um, you know, I, I'm always the one to go into what's going on with my family and, you know, basically me trying to support them emotionally, but they'll, you know, you know, what's, what's going on with you? Are you good? Yeah. So, um, that's, that's community as they should. That's community. That's how community works. I am grateful. Um, let's see. Episode 125. We can just get right into it actually. All right. Um, flowers this week go to Michael B. Jordan. What? Michael B. Jordan, and no, not not just because he is knocking down Steve Harvey's fine ass daughter. Okay, that's what I, that's where I thought we were going with it. Um, no, he's uh, apparently working with maybe he's working with Jay Z. I don't know, um, but he's he's producing or co-producing a uh, mini series, I believe, for Amazon on Muhammad Ali. Okay. I like that. I like that. And Muhammad Ali is one of those is one of those icons where if you're going to talk about the culture and you're going to talk about um, influential people that have just fallen into the collective consciousness, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta put Muhammad Ali in there. You gotta do it right. Um, and you know, of course, with of course him being the son of the the greatest fictional boxer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriate. I'm still waiting on Creed three. I, I, you know, I, I hear he's directing that now. We'll see. I like that. I like that he's he's getting he's he's getting in his he's he's upping his skills behind the scenes. I like that. I like I like especially that a lot of these young actors and entertainers are transitioning to the more executive sides of of their respective industries earlier right. in their careers than. Then in years past, in years past, you had to wait until you fell all the way off. This and, is true. And then you kind of go into it, man. You you on your second pull already? You get a little strong. Five minutes into the. That's one of those because because it's more flavor than okay. Well, it's a little more flavor and you know flavored orange is good. It's gonna sneak up on your ass too. Oh, well, that's true too. Yeah, but you know it's good that they're transitioning to these stages while they're still in their working years, so to speak. Yeah. Or you can just be like Idris Elba and just get bored. Uh, true. <laughs> just start DJing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Start boxing. All right. Or, or, or I'm, I'm singing now. I'm, mm. He did that. Yeah, let's not acknowledge that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm very, I'm very aware of the effect that I have on women. <laughs> Still one of my favorite lines from The Office. Oh, man. Shout out to Charles Minor. Um but no, I, 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 yeah, I like that, and I like that he has a good network of his his peers in his age bracket mm-hmm. to borrow from. Yep. Uh, I I would have met like working that closely with Ryan Coogler, you have to have learned a few things. Maybe that's why Lori upgraded. Oh shit! Huh? Oh shit! She working her way up the ceiling. Okay, all right. Uh, Ryan Coogler's married, so I think he's I think he's off the I think he's off limits. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about working the way up to I mean Mike. Oh yeah, Lee. oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah that's true. Unless yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, Coogler doesn't seem like the type that would be phased. Not at all. Um, that's I think that's one of the interesting things about him is that there's so much there's so much knowledge and so much creativity there. But when you listen to his interviews and you talk to he's just a cool, laid-back nigga. He's Marshawn Lynch with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, good for him. Um, 
Michael B. Jordan is this is this is his time, man. Like yeah. he's one of those. Like he's in he's in his Idris Elba phase. Like yeah. he can do what the fuck he wants, and I'm I'm happy for Look, it. If you get voted sexiest man alive, you need to start every business endeavor you can do right now. <laughs> Immediately for for the next calendar year, I'm like, hey, let's let's do this. By the way, you know I'm the sexiest man alive, right? Right. Let's make that move. Let's do it. I mean, it's worked out. It worked out for Matthew. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey is in like his second or third season of of swag. He was in that he was in that crazy Super Bowl commercial. The, the little flat that was some Doritos. Shit. Shit. It was it was what it was. Um let's see. Humans ain't shit this week. We glazed over it a little bit and we talked about it a little bit. We got our jokes off. The Gorilla Glue lady Tessica Tessica Brown. Um, okay. Randall doesn't social media as much as I do, and even he knew that this was a huge point of contention <laughs> in the culture this week. And I am baffled. I am baffled as to why. Um, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about or didn't know what we were talking about last week, Tessica Brown is a young lady who ran out of gots to gots to go something like that whatever her go-to thing was to lay her hair down and decided to use gorilla glue an industrial hardware glue to spray on her head and lay her edges down and her edges did in fact lay down <laughs> permanently almost for a month straight did not move Thanks to Gorilla Glue. Uh, and I, you know, it's sad that I had If so, it wasn't so insensitive, I would say there was an endorsement in there somewhere. I had so many Carlos Boozer jokes at the time oh my that God. I just couldn't get off. Shit. And, you know, there wasn't the time or place for it. I have Marcus Houston jokes, too. Oh, that's, that's a whole different thing. Same thing. Yeah, basically. So Just with child molestation. Well, yeah. Fuck Marcus Houston, by the way. Just yeah. want to put that out there. Yeah. Just want to reiterate. Um... So, she ended up getting, now, the good news is, she did end up getting this resolved, a a black doctor flew her out and did some kind of technique, I'm not going to pretend like I know what it involves, but did some kind of technique that, um, that loosens the bonding of the adhesive. And she was able to, they were able to, I know that they were able to wash it out of her hair because it ends with her being able to run her fingers through her hair again. Um, and she was very happy to have her hair back and she could not wait to get her hair laid for Valentine's Day because that's what it's like to have your eye on the prize. So, I think we can all agree that putting industrial strength hardware glue in your head is stupid. But the backlash came in defending this woman. Now, to be fair, there was some there was some odd elements involved. I'm not going to take too long on this. There were some odd elements involved. One of which was that it became a rumor of some sort that uh, she was being in, that she was being influenced to sue Gorilla Glue. Sue who? Um, my problem was sue them for what? 
They didn't do anything. And, and in anticipation of this, Gorilla Glue certainly did post the the language from their packaging that indicates that you should not apply this hair or skin or eyes or skin. But logic did not apply apparently in this case. I got so much backlash. Everyone doesn't know everything that you know, Oz. Some people don't know everything. I don't know. Guess what? I don't know everything either. Um, that's and, why. And granted, there are, there are people, you know, I, 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 I got the opinion of a, of a professional um, who said that, yes, it is, it is easy for someone to mistake Gorilla Glue for Gorilla Snot. However, when putting anything into your hair or on your body for the first time, you should still read the packaging. You know who goes to the store and just looks and shoves stuff in the in the basket and keeps it going without looking at it at all? Children. That's why they have cap locks on Tide Pods now. Children do this. People... Even if it's something that they know it is, they pick it up, they look at it. I know this because I was I was 15 once and went to the store to get some clothes and picked up the wrong size because I wasn't paying attention to the tag and it was on the wrong hanger. Mm. I learned my lesson in high school. And this woman is 40. And a teacher. Mm. God help the youth. And you think you think her students like snapped on her at any point? At one hundred percent, one she has to switch schools. These kids, these kids are savvy with the jokes. She, they either got to transfer her to another school, or she'll never hear the end of it. Period. Yeah. It's going either that, or they're going to have to crack down hard just to defend her. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be uh, twenty kids in in school suspension that week, <laughs> just to show them we're not playing. Um, my problem is this: people had a GoFundMe for her. That's fine. I I I can't I can't argue with that because I'm the one always talking about community and people and community and the village. Um, so I can't argue with that. If people want to help her, that's their business. 100% do what you do. Um, my problem is is that people are being asked to pretend that the stupid thing she did wasn't stupid. Because if it be, because I can tell you now, there's a dude now who just gorilla glued his uh, red solo cup to his lip. And I guarantee you he is not going to get the same kind of support and love that this woman did. I don't wish anything bad on this woman. I don't. I don't wish anything bad on this woman. I want this woman. I hope this doesn't have permanent damage to her to her hair and to her scalp. I hope that the trauma from going through that is not lasting. And if it is, I hope she seeks some kind of peace of mind for it. I don't wish bad things on this person. Yeah. But it is possible. To not wish bad things on a person, but also acknowledge that the stupid thing you did was in fact stupid. Yes. No, I don't know everything. That's very true. But that's where critical thinking comes in. Reading a package and applying my critical thinking to go, well, 
if I wouldn't put this on my eyes and I wouldn't even put this on my skin, why would I apply it to my scalp? Or close to my scalp? Whatever. That's critical thinking. Critical thinking comes in because you don't know everything. I just, I don't understand. But when you say that, it's an attack on black women. Which to me, who is weekly, every week, taking L's, defending black women, gladly taking L's, that sounds batshit to me. Yes. I can love my community. I don't, hold on, I, I, uh, yeah. I want to get this one off. I can love my community, and I can love and protect the women of my community the same way you do in any family. My mother is going to protect me no matter what. My mother is going to hold me down. My, my family, my sisters, my cousins, they're going to hold me down no matter what because we family. But they are also going to turn around and in private in the locker room and tell me, now you know you fucked up, right? Right. Now you know you fucked up and that was goofy, but we're going to get you out of this. That is what a family does. A family a family is honest with you. A family does not treat you like a fucking child. We can protect each other in this community without infantilizing each other. And if we stop calling stupid things stupid, for the sake of protecting for the sake of protecting people because we like them we're no better than the Trump people who spent 4 years making excuses for someone who did who whose brains were melting out of his fucking ears I have another point, but but Randall, I want Randall to get his shit no, off too. I, my my point was just a quick one: is that we we have to stop, we have to stop, we as a culture have to stop equating holding someone accountable for bad decisions as an attack on an entire group of of people. Like if 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 we can agree that this woman made a bad decision, a dumb decision. To put gorilla, and I, I can't believe we're still talking about gorilla glue. But the, the if if we can say, yes, she made a dumb decision by doing it. It was it was dumb, and you know she paid whatever consequences for it. That should not be equated to an attack on all black women. That's what people have to stop doing. Like just because I call one person dumb doesn't mean that I don't fuck with any of them at all. And that's what people tend to do. When you publicly say, yeah, she did a dumb thing. Why do you hate black women, Oz? <laughs> it's amazing. And you get no credit in the bank. I mean, I am the person who takes L's every week. There's always a nigga. I just, saw, I just saw a post from a year ago. From two years ago, in fact. Of me talking about toxic masculinity and how we treat, and how we treat children um, in the era of toxic masculinity and how we treat young boys. There are still people, two years later, niggas commenting on that shit, telling me I'm telling me that I'm a simp and I'm just, and I'm just protecting women to get some pussy. Two years later, and I will repost that shit, and and niggas will still come out of the woodwork to call me a simp and a pussy panderer, and they want to fight me in the fucking street 
for defending for de defending black women. But the second I say that putting industrial hardware glue in your head is stupid, none of that matters. I don't get any credit in the bank. What the fuck? What that 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 is beyond the pale. Spoiler alert: as many of you niggas can attest to, you do not have to protect women in order to get laid. You really don't. Some of y'all are real pieces of shit. <laughs> and, just getting, getting and, and still getting some action out there. So, <laughs> you know, that's another false equivalency that y'all are putting out there. You know, and and even if you do protect women, I, and this this is all this is a little off the task. Even if you do protect women, you're still not owed pussy. Correct. They still don't. They don't have to fuck you because you, because you protected them. But it helps. You know, I, it's, it, it helps to know. It helps to know that they're not gonna, that someone's not gonna throw you under the bus five minutes later. That should also not be an expectation. One hundred percent. And I just, I, I feel, and this, this, this bothers me so much because it feels like we're in an era after Trump where we have to, where we have to erase some of the, where we have to at least address some of the things that were normalized. Um, during his time. And one of the things I feel like was normalized during his time is that we're now incentive that, that is that, and it's not new necessarily, but that we're incentivizing stupid. Oh it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's easier. It is easier for someone to achieve some fleeting level of fame by doing something stupid than it is by doing something charitable. And make no mistake. Make no mistake, this woman is being rewarded for her stupidity handsomely. She's got the money in the GoFundMe. She got flown out. She got flown out for this. Medical bills are paid for. Which, which they should, to be fair. Medical bills are paid for. She's got a blue check now. She's a certified personality on social media, which means now, once you've got that blue check... Now you can, now you're open to, and she's got, I think she's got a million followers. Endorsements. People are going to send her all kind of free, free shit to sell on her social media. She's going to be selling flat tummy tea in a week. She might be selling Gorilla Glue. Like, I would, <laughs> man, serious. I, you know, I ain't shit. I would definitely be partnering with Gorilla Glue right now. <laughs> crazy glue commercial where the dude had the hard hat yeah and i would i would i would seriously start like I, i'm not even lying i would do gorilla glue commercials and be like warning not for not for use in hair right right i'm just saying if you go if you're gonna do it do it and my i just i it's it it, it just it drives me crazy because we should not be if you, if and here you want, I am, part of the problem. Sorry. If you want to cheer for somebody's well-being, fine. If you want to cheer for somebody's well-being, if, if we're glad she's okay, I could go with that. But lionizing this person in the way that we're doing isn't helping anybody. I just, I don't understand where the, where the nobility and the heroism comes in. Where we're lionizing this person. I don't get it. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I've been told to stay in my lane or whatever. Uh, by the way, who? By the way, the person who told me that. Fuck you. 
Fuck you. Try to get me canceled. I'm still here. Um, but that's another. That's a fight for another. Bitch, I won't fight. She. Well, no. It's a. Well, it's a woman. Oh. It's it, it's a woman, and, and and I wouldn't fight her. I do want. You know. You know. Okay. None of them listen to this podcast. We share a group chat. That is weird. Because I like that group chat and I like the people in it. And I like the conversations that happen there. She's also in this group chat. And there are just times where I just have to, where I know for like a day, I just have to turn my notifications off. <laughs> she really is the worst. And one day we're going to have a real, one day, one day I'm going to tell you the story of how uh, her fuck shit led to me uh, doing this podcast. Oh shit! Well, thank you for your fuck shit. Because <laughs> um, it took me a year to convince him to do it. I'm telling you, I'll, uh, that that's a that's a time for another episode. But yeah, if it wasn't for her uh, and her uh, Ooh, the secret origins of and her lying black and her lying backstabbing fuck shit, yeah, I probably wouldn't have gotten arrogant enough to um, <clears throat> advance my brand like this. Can't wait. We need to have her as a guest. No, we don't. No. Oh, boy. No, that, no episode, I, I would never give her the Episode 100. Right? <laughs> just call her up. Just call her up. Go fuck yourself. It'll just be an intervention. Um, song of the week. Um, this is Dreams by Felix. P-H-O-E-L-I-X. That's how I pronounce that. Felix. Yeah, that's right. Um, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're going to have a good time. If you're in Texas, we're going to get you through this little, uh, Arctic blast. Um, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
actually been saved on one of my um, Spotify playlists for a while. I just I just randomly came across it one day and I was like, oh I like this. Let me let me add it to my little my little personal playlist. That is Dreams by Felix. That's that's a that's a nice little bop. Yeah. Uh I would I was I always say very very DJ Cosmo. Shout out to Cos. <laughs> he would he would definitely He's working on some shit that sounds like that. You you seen his IG snippet? Oh man I would, whatever that is he's working on, he need d- drop it, nigga, drop it. I actually, I actually took a couple of them and made like five minute loops of them just so I can pretend like I have them as actual songs. Right now. I man, DJ Cosmos is the truth. Um, shout out to him, congratulations on all your success. Really looking forward to your next project, man. I love you. Um, what do we got going here? Joe Button started a Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Joe Button has moved basically to Patreon. Uh, he got a, he got a deal where uh, now his now the, his podcast is not going to be exclusively on Patreon, but he's going to put his bonus content there mm. uh, behind a paywall. And he has also been a, he's also been appointed director of Creator Equity. Interesting title. Um, but that's the thing, and and I, he admitted when he announced this on his podcast that. This was a title they made up for him. When when you're in demand and when a company wants to be in the you business, mm-hmm. they will find you something to do. Yeah. They will put you somewhere. Um and this you know, sometimes this works out in regular companies, and in this case, they wanted Joe Button to have a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. They didn't just want him they didn't just want his data, they wanted him they wanted what he knows, yeah. And I'm I'm assuming they are paying him uh, accordingly. Um, now I don't agree with some of his, some of his advice when he, you know, you gotta get into the advice part of your shit when you, when you come up in the world a little bit. I don't I don't agree with this whole thing about you should just pass up all the bags. Uh, is 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 the solution for every podcaster and don't take any bags. Some podcasters cannot afford to pass up the bags. We might be one of them. We, we <laughs> <laughs> unless like unless Blue Chew comes around or some shit, <laughs> we can't afford to pass up the bags. I can't explain to my mother or any or any of the women in my life 
uh, that I'm out here selling blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Um, I am a I am a patron of Joe Budden's thing, and um, it looks like he's going to be putting out two episodes over an hour um, behind the paywall. That, in addition to the three-hour podcast he does twice a week for free. I mean, if it's your full-time job, that's what you do. I'll say, I, shit, that, that's what they're doing. Um, I do like that the creators, see, that's what I'm talking about. The creators are out here leading the charge on what the vibes should be, on what, on, on where, on where the craft should be headed. Joe Budden, Charlemagne, they got out here and, and start their own podcast networks. Um, they're, they're, they're recording mm-hmm. off of their own resources. Mm-hmm. Um, they're putting, they're, they're putting shit behind a paywall, but they're being invited. They were invited to do that. Right. And Joe Budden in the first horrible decisions have been doing this for years. They've been, they've been doing Patreon for years. Um, by the way, I didn't mention this. Weezy is record. They're recording out of Weezy's like own studio now. Like she has a she has a she has a studio that she has set up for podcasting. Okay. Um, that people can can come and podcast in. It's like it's state of the art looking and everything. I like that these creators are leading the charge and kind of setting the example for ownership and for um setting the foundation to put out independent content. Yeah. Um, and kind of changing the rules on what independent content can be worth. Uh, so salute to salute to Joe Budden for that. Did you watch Judas and the Black Messiah? I sure did. Um, I sure did. What did you think? I I thought it was um I thought it was really good. Um the look, feel and sound uh, felt very authentic to the period. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the acting was good. The the one thing that, and this is this is not this is definitely not taking anything away from the movie itself. Mm-hmm. I know that the movie was a hard sell initially. It, it's very difficult to convince yeah. studios to do a a movie essentially, well, in part about Fred Hampton. Yeah. Um, I wish that they had the resources to make it into a series, uh, because it. I agree. You know, because I, I, it's. I think it's a story that's worth. It's a story that's worth fleshing out even more. Again, I think they did a great job within the time that they had to do it. Right. Um, and knowing that the movie was more about Bill O'Neill and right. his experience as an informant in relation to Fred Hampton, uh, I, I think that I would love to see this story expanded into maybe a series, a mini series format where we can really explore more of Fred Hampton's development, um, more of the role of the FBI in, in targeting the black Panther movement. Um, and still keep like Bill O'Neill's narration. That was really good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I really, really like that part. Yeah. It was really good. Um, not, I, I thought it was very well done. Shout out to Charlize Antoinette Jones, the costume designer. Oh, for real? Who, yeah, that I was her. That. that was her. Oh man! And they she put her. They put her, her name. Amazing job. Right front and center on the credits. Um, <clears> yeah, she, that was a that was a really good. Amazing job. Yeah. Uh, Shaka King was the director. Shaka King was the director, co-writer of it. 
Kugler was Kugler, of course, was the um, he was a producer. Yeah, yeah, that was that was really good. I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed all the performances. Daniel Kaluuya, Daniel Kaluuya, trying to he's trying to let y'all know what the fuck time it is out here. Man. Daniel Kaluuya, he he has been underrated, I think, mm-hmm. for some time, and part of that is because some of the work he's taken. Yeah, you know. Um, but he's still, relatively speaking, he's still young in his career. You know, true. if if you if you go from Black Mirror to where he is today, he's he's kind of young in his career, so he still has a ways to go. He's he's going to be one of the greats. Correct. Um, I think one of my things is uh, for me, um, and and I noticed this, I noticed this in the trailer, and I noticed this watching uh, One Night in Miami. Is that, uh, like in one night in Miami, you see Malcolm X's you you see Malcolm X's wife being played by a full figured a full figured woman, who um, which which is the, was the case Malcolm X was married to a full figured woman. Um, it's not every day you see that being portrayed mm-hmm. in a Hollywood production. You know, the last time they did a when they did a Black Panther. When they did that Black Panther joint uh, back in like '96, Angela Bassett was Betty Shabazz, who's of course not a full-figured woman. Who was Betty Shabazz in the Malcolm X movie, the Spike Lee movie? Oh, good, good question. Was, that, no was that Angela? No, 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 no. This was Panther. This is the one with like Marcus Chong and Kadeem Hardison. I remember that one. The Spike Lee one, I have no idea actually. I don't think it was Angela Bassett. Hold I don't on. know. I, I was. I have not watched it. It was now. Angela Bassett. Oh shit! <laughs> it was Angela Bassett. Well, damn, I was because ext- I was extremely young when that when when that dropped. Uh, I was, uh, I was in actually, I have to revisit that. I was in college. Oh, I'm I'm old. I'm washed. I have to revisit that now. Yeah, now I know I was very young when I saw that. Um, but yeah, full figured. Now we get we get a full figured woman up there. Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Fred Hampton's lady. Played by Dominique Fishback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll remember her from Project Power. Um, another uh, full-figured woman. And I like that the casting is getting... That the casting is getting more comfortable with that. Yeah, there weren't really... The, the other thing about this movie is that there weren't any quote-unquote beautiful people in this movie. No. Nah. Um, no. Nah. They looked like people of the period. Uh <laughs> What were you saying before that some people were joking? Like you, well, some people were like, "Wait, there's no way you can convince me that Daniel Kaluuya." Yeah, somebody talking about, "Oh, Daniel Kaluuya doesn't look like a 21 year old." Fred Hampton didn't look 21 either. Did not look. Black people from the 60s and 70s all looked to be in their mid 40s. 100. percent From the time they were in middle school, they always looked like they were in their mid 40s until they just got old. Martin Luther King, like thirty. Yeah, he was like thirty-two, thirty-three, or something crazy like that. Barely post grad. Like he looked like a great uncle. Malcolm X was mad young. People don't realize, man. Like, like people, like, and and, and that affects the the idea that we have of what maturity is and what the culture and what the culture was in a time before us. But again, those were young people. Oh my bad. Martin Luther King was thirty-nine. Same thing. He wasn't even forty. Correct. And you know, and this will give you, and that actually gives you a realistic view of the generation before you and your parents. Your parents didn't know what the fuck they, man. Your parents were figuring it out too. Yeah, 
Their parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing until probably 45. Until they had grandkids. Right. Correct. <laughs> we were just the practice kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, grandkids are the kids they actually wanted. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed... I enjoyed how... I won't say real, real, but... It it also didn't... It didn't hold back either. Mm-hmm. Because... It is hard to get a movie made where a Black Panther is actively killing police. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. That and, happened. And they did it in a way that showed that it was it was it was retaliatory. It wasn't preemptive. Hundred percent. And it was you know, they made it very clear that they were being openly targeted by the FBI. Yep. And that the FBI, in order to make it possible, were equating them to terrorists. Much like we see today, yep. You know, much like it's always been. Um, so they didn't they didn't hide that fact, and uh, you know they did show that. Um, you know it's it, it's it's something that that we still see played out today, yep. where people who are being targeted by law enforcement because they are, and and they, they said it at the beginning of this movie that this is not a spoiler. This is history yeah. that. One of the reasons why they targeted Fred Hampton was because he had the ability to unite these different factions yep. that the FBI or the government feared would cause not necessarily instability, but a threat to their hold over the American people. Uh, mm-hmm. Anti-war, left movements. Um, he had the ability to unite all these people into a unified movement, right. which you can't control people if they are unified. Correct. And the fact that this is on HBO Max, I was like, yep. Look at that. Um, two things I want to address about uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is, one, I don't go in for a lot of these historical biopics very often, not because they're not because of the quality, not because they're bad per se, but because I've always felt like, and I've addressed this before on this podcast, I don't always feel like they're for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, it's hard for me to watch something that I live with the knowledge of every day. Yeah. And that that history could repeat itself at any time. Arguably it is. Um, And for that, when I do watch these, I always feel like I walk away hating, because the the performance is so good, hating a white person that I have held close to my heart in, in, in terms of entertainment for years. We get out. I used to, have, I used to, man, I used to, I used to love Allison Williams. I had a crush on Allison Williams for real. Um, after Get Out, I can't look at her like that anymore, ever again, ever the fuck again. This man's being chased around the fucking house. By a dude, by a dude in a fucking in a fucking night chain mail, and a bitch that eats her cereal and milk separately. <laughs> and this chick is upstairs, and this chick is upstairs listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, looking for another victim. Man, fuck off. No, I can't look at her the same ever again. But because she did so well, Judas and the Black Messiah, I can't look at Martin Sheen the same way ever again. President Jeb Bartlett, <laughs> Uncle Ben. Yo, what's your uncle? What's your uncle Ben? You've basically been immortalized yeah. in white goodness. Like, what? What? What 
is more inspiring and tear jerking than great power and great responsibility? <laughs> All of that is a wash. Once you've seen him in this movie going tear their black asses down. <laughs> what's gonna happen when you what's gonna happen when your daughter walks in with a Negro man? A young Negro male. <laughs> Oh, she gonna get her back blown out. That's what the fuck gonna happen. That's what he wanted to say. <laughs> Jesse Plymouth was like, well, I mean, you know, I have light-skinned grandchildren. Yeah. Um, Good thing is, I, I can't hate Jesse Plymouth yet because he always plays borderline ain't shit people to begin with. It's true. <laughs> He's what, Shameless? No, he was in uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. Uh, Todd, a.k.a. Meth Damon. Oh, Meth Damon. <laughs> <laughs> But every role that he's every role that he's been in has kind of been like borderline. Like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of hate that. Even the the uh, the Black Mirror was it the Black Mirror episode where he played the space captain? Was that Black Mirror? Yeah, it was one of those anthologies. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm just going to say yes for now. Somebody yeah. can correct me later. Even then, you know that character was ain't shit. Um, the other thing I want to say about Juice and the Black Messiah. Um, is that it made me sad because we will never, and I'm saying this, we will never in our lifetime have another Fran Hampton. Not ever. Not ever. Nope. We have, we have, social media fucked that up. Let me just say that. Social media and the way we, the way we process information mm-hmm. just fucked all that up. Well, we have a Fred Hampton Jr. right now. We do have a Fred Hampton Jr. But not on that. I get what you said. Not on that level. We're not going to have somebody that galvanizes yeah. so many walks of life that way. One, because we live in an era when so many walks of life can't be galvanized. Yeah. Well, Social media fucked that up. Well, that, yeah, that and, yeah, the, the media presence right now will pounce on that before it becomes even remotely there. Like, Kaepernick literally was on a knee. Yeah. And not even not even aspiring, I don't think. To be anything as assertive on the level of a Fred Hampton, and they treated him much the same way. And in some places, in some ways, you could argue, again, because of the reach and scope of the media today, worse than how they did Fred Hampton. Like they turned Kaepernick kneeling into uh, basically an international dialogue against, you know, it, it it basically led up to what we saw coming ahead and. January 6th of this year. 100%. If you really want to draw that dotted line to it. You're going to, in our culture, you're going to see niggas who have the the mindset. You're going to see niggas who have the knowledge. And you're going to see niggas who have the goodwill of the people. You will never see one nigga in our lifetime from here forth with all three. And if you do... We will certainly find a tweet from 10 years ago to tear his ass to pieces with. So Umar Johnson doesn't count then. Umar Johnson does not count. <laughs> um, good movie. Um, I'm yeah. prob- it's probably, it, it, it's got a, a lot of rewatch value for me. I'm yeah. probably going to be watching it again. Soundtrack is kind of hard. Yeah. That Hove and Nipsey. I'm, and you know, not even not even the music inspired by it, but the, the, actual, mu- the actual music in the movie itself uh was hard um oh yeah 100 percent. um what else we got here okay i'm not gonna spend any time on this one tyson and holyfield want to fight again mm. 
They're setting it up. They say the deal's almost done. It's going to be worth a, like millions of dollars. I know what I said about boxing being the new versus. And I know what I said about this being kind of entertaining. We're seeing people beat the shit out of each other. I don't want to see Tyson and Holyfield beating the shit out of each other. Tyson and Roy Jones was <sighs> o- was only as entertaining as it was until about that third round, and you realize that they're just that they're just letting these dudes go until they <laughs> run out of breath, which was two rounds ago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And when you realize that Mike is the only person up there taking this seriously, yeah. and they had to tell him to dial it back. Yeah, because Roy, Roy, again, Roy was in my shape. Yeah. <laughs> Roy was like, man, quit playing, quit playing, quit playing, quit playing, quit playing, quit playing. Ah, quit playing, quit playing. That was Martin versus Tommy Hearns. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we have to we have to realize that Tyson versus Holyfield in 2021 um, is just an exhibition. It's, it's just a, it's a feel-good thing. We're not, it's not going to be competitive by any stretch of the imagination. And it's uh, not going to get the same fanfare. No, it, it'll get some novelty. You know, There it's, are people that have graduated, that have that have, were born and have attended and graduated college mm-hmm. and paid off their student loans who have, who have never had Evander Holyfield in the collective consciousness. <laughs> right. Ever. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that, that right there hinders the generational connect. You know Tyson's going to do a little bit where he fake bites his ear. You already know that's coming. Well, that's true too. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm glad for Tyson's uh, brand though. Yeah. You know, I'm glad he's having a good run of it. Good for him. Um, On the topic of sports, um, I know I said that I will never divest from the Houston Texans. I meant what I said. Okay. When I said I will never divest from the Houston Texans. However, not going into the new seasons with the same energy for my Texans that I previously had because it was one thing when they fucked over Andre Johnson. It was another when they fucked over DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. When they fucked over Deshaun Watson, that was getting a little beyond the pale. But I could swallow all those because I know how the NFL treats black people. Yeah. I know how the NFL treats black people. I know how the NFL treats athletes. Period. Yeah, period. I draw the line at the Texans squandering Justin James Watt. The heart and soul of the team. The heart and soul of the Houston Texans for years, ten years, the man who has who put this team and the city on his back and has tirelessly treated it like his own with and asked nothing of us. We didn't deserve him. The we, McNairs released him. He asked yeah, to be. Released. He asked to be released, and 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 thankfully for all the things that he's done, he at least deserves. To be free and to be happy somewhere and have a chance at some modicum of success. Go get a ring, bro. And whatever is left in his career. Just don't go to Tampa Bay. For the love of God. For the love of God, don't go to Tampa Bay. Sweet Jesus. Now, I, now I'm now i obligated. My, my, my dad's family is from Florida. I'm obligated now to hate Tampa Bay. Fuck the Buccaneers, man. 
it's as long as we're on that, we can jump right into the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> I'm so disappointed with y'all as a culture. I'm so fucking disappointed with y'all. How the fuck do we cheer for Donald Joseph Trump being ousted from his nigh dictatorship and go straight into Black History Month with y'all dick riding a MAGA hat wearing ass Tom Brady? How? How the fuck did we get there? Y'all really don't give a shit, do you? Like, y'all really, y'all really play this meritocracy bullshit whenever y'all like at the most convenient of moments. Y'all gonna be protect black women until Floyd Mayweather does some shit. Then it's oh well, I mean, what he does off the what he does out of the ring, you know, he's still he's still the greatest boxer. Yeah, he's had a lot. He's had a lot of practice on and off, in and yeah, out of ring. On a, on a lot of women, apparently. On many women. And Tom Brady, y'all were ready to drag him last year. I thought it was ironic that the back of his helmet had a little thing that said "in racism." <laughs> oh shit! You were kidding. <laughs> no, I, I took a, oh, I took a screenshot of it. Out of here. Because I didn't believe that I saw it myself. It was, uh, you know. And y'all had the nerve to dick ride this boob. Wow. I can't believe y'all. Y'all are ridiculous. Now, having said all that. He did bust Pat Mah- Pat Mahomes the fuck open. Yeah, I think I deleted it. He busted Pat Mahomes' ass. You know, you hate to admit that the guy is good. Um, and you hated to see it happen to Pat Mahomes. Uh, In fairness, the strategy, it's not really Pat Mahomes' fault, I don't think. Right, the no, strategy used was a strategy in which we have to wield our offense and just bust them open before Pat Mahomes can really get going. Yeah. And build any momentum out there. Um that is not something that Pat Mahomes had a lot of control over. And Brady does something and I will say Brady does something to galvanize his team. Supposedly he called them every night. He called them every night after 11 and said we're going to win. He texted everyone. Hmm. We're going to win. Don't be blowing up my phone, Tom. I'm trying to sleep, dog. <laughs> and then, and then after eleven o'clock, if I'm an athlete and I'm up after eleven o'clock, I'm getting some pussy. I had a feeling that was coming. You know, that's prime. That is prime groupie hours. But for a guy who hasn't eaten any sugar or carbs in the last fifteen years, um, I, I would imagine he doesn't have much else going on. That's true too. Um, it was not a great game. Except kissing his kids in the mouth. But... <laughs> it's not weird. It's not weird. It's it's not weird. It's family. Um, it's not weird. Uh, the, the, the game. So the game was not as exciting. No. Um, I do appreciate Jasmine Sullivan doing the national anthem. Jasmine Sullivan looks fucking incredible. I am. I am glad for this era of her career. Man, she could have just sneaked in one little hotel line or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> just so we know she still got it. You know what I'm saying? Um out the the halftime show. Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all. Y'all were a little hard on the weekend. 
Y'all were just a little hard on the weekend. What you see is what you get. Like that performance is exactly what you get out of the weekend. Sober or unsober. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Sober or on the cocaine. Um I was happy I was happy to hear a lot of the old House of Balloons stuff. Yeah. Um I you know, it, it made me go back and listen to all my all that old uh what Ryan Gabriel call it haunted strip club music. <laughs> that, that original trilogy that he yeah, had was man. was, you know, pretty pretty good. The, the old mixtape era stuff. That's when I yeah, that's when I fucked with him. But. Um I think I, I I think I drew the line like Starboy. I think Starboy once he, was cool. Once he started showing his face and openly doing coke. Uh, I think that's when it went yeah. awry. Yeah. Um but good for Abel. I I consider it whether you liked it or not, I have to say, going from being homeless mm-hmm. to doing the Super Bowl halftime show is something to applaud. Yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, that man did not have a home and went from doing cocaine off the street to backstage at the Super Bowl. Doing cocaine off a stripper. Doing cocaine off of a stripper. Model. Sorry. Maybe off of the nearest production assistant. Um, so good for him. Uh, commercials were meh. I did like the State Farm joint. Oh, Drake tried to have some shoulders. (laughs) The man tried to puff out his chest a little bit. You know, he next swear to Jake. he do. He swear he tried to be a Fast and Furious villain before they before they stopped doing them. Light skin niggas. Uh, he swear he coming for Dominic Toretto's neck. Oh, uh, uh, just the just the black. Every now every now it's just a black shirt everywhere he goes. Yeah, Vin Diesel's also like five six. Yeah, so that might not be difficult. <laughs> um. So yeah, good for him. Uh, I mostly, I mean, mostly the Super Bowl was a was a standard Super Bowl. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about yeah. it. Nothing really to write home about. Um, nothing we haven't really talked about. Wall Street, huh. and we're still not really going to talk about it. This isn't going to be the deep dive because we and we haven't talked about the Wall Street the Wall Street events that have happened in the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. I always say I reserve the right to talk about something later when I think that there's more meat on that bone. Yeah. And I think there's more story to watch play mm-hmm. out. The other reason is I think there's been a lot of undue, not undue hype, but a lot of misleading hype about the stock market and getting people in, getting people excited about investing in the stock market. Um, I think that the, the GameStop thing and now the Dogecoin thing, Mm-hmm. Um, I think has emboldened people a little differently to where they treat it like a scratch off. I'm gonna put fifty dollars in this week, and in a few weeks, this is gonna turn into uh, this is gonna turn to five hundred dollars overnight. Yeah, and it 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 the illusion of that is created because the market has been so unstable because of the pandemic. It's um. People have to stop treating investing like it's a game. Um, like it's a fucking like scratch off. Like yeah, it's a lottery. Like it, it, it shouldn't be exciting. No, it should be. It should just be commonplace. It just. It should just be. It should be like buying groceries. You know, it. It should. It's just something that you regularly do. Right. Um. 
if done correctly uh you you shouldn't be chasing the hottest thing if people if people are talking about it it's already too late correct that's the way i look at it you should be following a long-term sustainable strategy um again you should be researching these companies do your research if you know how to research it um doing a little more than oh um twitter people like twitter i'll jump on that yeah uh, you know, and you should do more than calling Damien and going, "Hey, what's up on GameStop?" As I've told other people, <laughs> if people are talking about it like this, it's already too late. It's already too late. Um, if you if you're asking me about Bitcoin, I have I have opinions about Bitcoin. Uh, my thing is, if it's something that look, I have opinions about Bitcoin. There are people that I know, there are people that I know that are well informed and into cryptocurrency and are doing well and understand the risk associated with it. Perfectly fine. I don't have the same level of understanding of cryptocurrency as a lot of other people. I do. I understand what it is, but it doesn't necessarily meet my investment goals. So I personally just, I don't, I don't really put my money in places that I don't completely understand. I'm not, and I'm not even saying that it's good or bad. I'm just saying, put your money in things that you don't, that you actually understand. Correct. Um, and again, I'm not going to give y'all free game right now. Yeah, you got to hit me up. Strippers are low return, though. That's a, that's a low return. <laughs> that, that $20 or whatever whatever amount they're paying now. Um, Diminishing returns. It's definitely a depreciating asset. Uh, you don't get much in return, uh, especially if you're not in a champagne room. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> But, but the thing is, again, my, 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 my word on Wall Street is um, if you want to invest, seriously, there are a lot of resources out there from, from good professionals. There are free resources, paid resources. If you bank with a bank, chances are they have resources available that can provide you some guidance. On Probably free resources just as you being a, a customer. Yes. And that's, and that's really what it is. Like there, there are some, you know, some professionals out there. Um, I'm retired from that life, but for a friend, I, I may, you know, I may point you in the right direction here or there. Uh, but you know, you guys got to stop. Invest responsibly. Yes. Invest responsibly. Don't just don't don't be looking for a. This is the the stock market is not a get rich quick scheme. Well, I need some. I need it, somewhere I could double my money in thirty days. Right. Yep. Wrong place. I saw that there was that episode of the Office. Where, where uh, Ryan goes up to Pam, everybody's giving her money uh, for her wedding registry, mm-hmm. and he goes up to her and goes, "Now, would you give me now? Would you rather I give you a hundred dollars now, or you give me a hundred dollars, and I give you ten thousand dollars in three months?" <laughs> and she goes back and she's like. He has an algorithm. And she realizes how stupid that sounds. Like, that, don't that, tell Jim. That's how y'all sound. <laughs> that's exactly how y'all sound. Um, so, yeah, don't get, don't, don't get sucked in. And, you know, don't get sucked in by these. There's a lot of social media influencers that just sound like they know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do your research on them, too. Ask them if they're millionaires. If and some, they're going to kick you out of your clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> if someone is trying to guide you to your first million, ask them if they are a millionaire. It's a fair question. Yeah. When did you make your first million? Well, that's not. Uh, thank you. Have a good day. You know, so there's that. 
a couple of things I'm just going to run through real quick. Uh, did you watch The Equalizer? I began watching The Equalizer. <laughs> I did not finish watching The Equalizer. I watched that whole episode. I watched that whole episode. So you watch NCIS Latifah, huh? <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I I watched uh, I watched NCIS Khadijah James Division SVU Living Single. <laughs> um, it meant well. I I I say this all the time. It meant it. Did it mean well? Yes. Yeah. Did it deserve? Did it deserve all of the wrath of my cynicism that it got? No. Um, I was very much I, like I just I didn't see it for Latifah, not because of. And some of y'all tried to make this a thing that it wasn't. Oh, you don't see it for her because she because she's full figured. Oh, you don't see it for her because she's a woman. No, it wasn't any of that because I could name I could name five different women I would have rather seen in that role. Yeah. Shout out to Tayana Paris who was holding it down as Monica Rambo in WandaVision uh, with her fine fine ass. And, and, and let me say that too. It's not an attractive thing either. Because I swear for the Lord, Dana Owens could get all the business. I would, man. Not sure that she would be receiving it. She would, yeah, I'm not her type. I'm not her type at all. But if that were the case, yes, Queen Latifah could get it. Queen Latifah, man, I've been on, I've been on, on that shit since Brown Sugar. Hmm. She looked mad good in Brown Sugar. Um,. It's there are just sometimes when I don't see a certain actor or actress in that role. CBS procedurals just don't don't do it for me. CBS procedurals don't gel well with black people. Yeah, and it's you know it, it's not it's not even Latifah's fault. It's it's just that the preposterousness of the the show itself. Like I I couldn't. There was a lot going on. Like she just single handed. You walk into a human trafficking joint with four or five well armed dudes, and she's able to talk as much shit as she did, and give them as much lead time, and she still hemmed them all up. And and and, and my and my thing about that is people will go, oh well, y'all didn't care when Denzel did it. The problem, the difference is Denzel had a better budget. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't believe any of that shit on a CBS budget. Right. That's the problem, right? And it's not a man or woman thing because I've I've never believed Steven Seagal in anything <laughs> that he's done. You know, y'all let David Carradine make a whole kung fu series. <laughs> I didn't believe that shit. And then and then propped him up as kung as the kung fu Jesus kingpin of crime in Kill Bill. Like, come on, man. I, I, even though I know that was more satirical than you anything, mean, correct. But come on, y'all. No, I was so uh, the equalizer meant well. Um, I would like. I'm. I'm. I'm happy about the attempt to keep that franchise alive because Denzel is done with it, uh, which is basically what it, what that is. Yeah. They got that shit on a budget. Yeah. <laughs> Denzel was done. Was done with it, and so they made it. Uh, you know, the adventures of single mother uh, Queen Latifah <laughs> trying to make it work while. Killing people in the night. I was waiting for. I was. I, I really was waiting for like an overlay of you and I T Y. Who are you calling the bitch? You and I T Y. While she's chopping niggas up, you know. I sucked them dead in his eye. <laughs> they they missed 
they missed an opportunity with that. They tried, and I'm very happy for the bag. Um, it did. It it wasn't. It, it wasn't my shit. Um, and oh, Dave Chappelle got his money back from Comedy Central. Yep. Well, let me hit him with the little applause. Yeah, Dave Chappelle put all he put Chappelle show back on Netflix because uh, Comedy Central paid him the money and the royalties that they owed him. That's yeah. nice. They gave him you know the rights back to his content, which is good. Um, and let me also say. He should he should he should save for that bag, because I in the climate that we're in now and the way Chappelle is received now he won't be getting that same bag again. He won't the the we'll see the price won't go up that high. We'll see, we'll see. I, and I won't make too much too long of a statement on this, but I I think we're we're clearly seeing that Chappelle is transitioning into another stage of his career, which I'll I'll mention in a moment, but. On the on the topic specifically of this, um, I guess you want to call it this mini special that just right. dropped called Redemption Song. Yeah. Um, what I what I thought was a little callous was that he opened uh, the segment talking about um, him catching COVID. Right. And what I thought was kind of corny was him equating catching COVID to an act of bravery. He, he felt like he was doing a brave thing by going out. Uh, and doing shows in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, taking unmasked photos with Joe Rogan and, you know, other people as well. Uh, it was not an act of bravery. Um, it was, you wanted to get back to work, call it for what it is. Right. Uh, the rest of the special I was I was cool with. I just thought that, that opening was just kind of corny. But I think what we're seeing with Dave kind of in real time is that he's becoming less of a, a, a classic comedian and more of a an orator, and, and please, please, please forgive me for saying this, in the tradition of a George Carlin. Right. Where George Carlin was, you know, George Carlin basically provided political commentary, so to speak, uh, in, a, in a way that was engaging and entertaining, kind of like Correct. what Dave is doing right now. If you look at the last three or four things that Dave has put out, it's been political commentary which i i think he's done well I, he's a, he's a very good speaker and orator agreed even if we have to acknowledge that there are times where he come across he comes across as tone deaf in in some ways and, and all the criticisms that people have made of him over the last year last couple of years they're valid you know yeah. I, I don't disagree with him um but i also see that he is transitioning into this thing that is less comedy and more of political commentary with uh, with a certain slant to it, so to speak. And with that said, I think that the product that he's being that I think the product that he was paid for with Chappelle's show, mm-hmm. he will not get that same deal because he's selling a different product now. Correct. And that product, it's not that that product isn't worth as much. It's that white Hollywood, which is what Comedy Central mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm is not willing to pay him that much money for that product. That would be a compromising of yeah. their beliefs or lack thereof. Uh, we'll, so see, I, we'll, we'll see what Netflix pays him, though. This is true. This is true. Um, that's, a good, that's a good place to go ahead and take a break. We'll be back with more Foolishness and Fuckery. You're listening to Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up.
we're back. We're black. We are opinionated. And I am feeling good. This 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 mango rum goes over pretty easy. It, it, it's pretty good. With I mean, it's it's very well disguised in the OJ. Um, very smooth. It's not quite a. Um, it's not overpowering. It's not overpowering. What? That's the thing about flavored rums. They're never flavored anything. They're never overpowering. Screw a screwdriver is vodka and orange juice, right? Yes. What would we call this? Um. Uh, mango delicious is what the fuck we call it. Uh, it's not a screwdriver. This is like a crescent wrench. You okay. Know, a, oh, there's an actual name. Grip. For it. Pl- that's the actual. I think the actual name for because crescent wrench. Because mimosa is orange juice and champagne. I believe screwdriver is orange juice and vodka. Yes. Grip pliers. That's what I'm gonna call this. Grip pliers. I like orange that. juice and rum. There Grip pliers. There you go. Uh, that 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 one's on the house. If there are any bartenders listening, that's on the house. Bevin, correct me if I'm wrong. What up, Bev? Uh, still out here holding it down, uh, securing the bag in the pandemic. You I love it. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, it's time for white people must be stopped. I had to go. I had to go ahead and trans. I had to go ahead and transition into the segment because <laughs> if I if I've been drinking enough, if it went any longer, I was totally gonna hit on Bevin and she smashed it out of me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, white people must be stopped. What do we got this week? Oh, you had something. Gina Carano. Oh man, I completely forgot about that. Shit. Gina Carano. Yeah. She. Okay. Uh, what exactly did she say? She said, she, "Well, she's she's been a trumper for for quite some time." Um, okay. And she she said some things over the years that you know, kind of, you know, they, they they they've been they've been par for the course for anyone that we kind of put just kind of on the on the fringe of whether sure. we fuck with them or not. Yeah. Um. But I guess the the one that kind of you know in the wake of the Capitol riots, she did make a post that equated the way that Republicans are being vindicated in the news to. Um, the way the Jews were persecuted by the Germans, oh, um, no. and she and I'm I'm paraphrasing the post that she made, oh, no. but she she said the the thing about Nazi is that the thing about the Nazis was that um, the Nazis didn't just outright go out and start fucking with the Jews. They instilled that fear and hatred in regular German citizens to turn on their neighbors. Um, oh, well, you put it that way. Yeah, so she was basically saying that the Nazis didn't fuck with the Jews directly, but they convinced the people to turn on their own neighbors who were Jews, much like people that's, people that's turned still on. fucking with the Jews. Yeah, and I'm and I'm heavily paraphrasing when yeah. I say this, but she's basically saying that the way that people treat Republicans now were the way the same way that Germans treated Jews back then, and, and as a result. Disney got her the fuck out Disney, of there at last. Disney, which is very much owned by um, Jewish people, people of Jewish descent, um, were like, "Yeah, let's let's go ahead and chop you off." Fuck you will not be recast. <laughs> you will be completely cut off. Um, but here's the thing, and I was wondering why, and I, I didn't even I didn't even know that part of it. I just wonder why one day all of a sudden um, there were just uh, I just saw a bunch of posts or a bunch of hashtags about. Um, we support Gina Carano or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like maybe she got breast cancer or something. Well, they and had the, been called. Well, that was the thing is that this got louder. I didn't know what she had said. Yeah. But this got louder because the other side got louder. Yeah. The fire Gina Carano people got louder yeah. because they've been calling for her head for some time. Right. 
Apparently she said something mm. transphobic that I have no oh, yeah. idea what that was either. She, she said a few transphobic things. I can't remember specifically. And, you know, I'm at the point where I don't really pay that close attention to what people say because they always Correct. just say fucked up shit. But recently this week, she just scored a production and directing deal with Daily Wire. Ben uh, fucking Shapiro. Exactly. So her and Ben Shapiro are, are good buddy buddies now. And they put out a joint statement that says... Um, you can't cancel us if we can't be canceled or some shit like that. Get the fuck out. The turnover on that is ridiculous. <laughs> a whole 24 hours didn't go by before Ben Shapiro uh, swooped in on that shit. Yeah. That, that is comedy oh. unto, unto itself. So, yeah, she has now uh, firmly entrenched herself in, in the culture. She's Tommy Loren with hands. <laughs> They finally got one with hands. They're just going to keep finding a new model until one of them works. I can't, you know, I can't wait for Terry Crews to eventually show up on Daily Wire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, Gina Carano got to get the fuck out of here. Um, I'm happy. I'm kind of happy to see her go, man. I'm so because I'm so disappointed. I used to have a thing for Gina Carano. This is like this is like back when this is like back when she was actually fighting. I did, too. Um, I did too, and you know, uh, she was looking mighty good in that Fast and Furious movie. But uh, yeah, everything everything you like is secretly horrible. Someone taught me that a long That's time true. ago. Um, the People versus Joss Whedon. I'm so happy about this one. Them chickens coming home to roost, boy. Boy, y'all played in Ray Fisher's face. Y'all gaslit this motherfucker. <laughs> Talking, well, well, if you're not going to tell us what happened, we have to believe that nothing happened. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, he was probably overreacting, blah, blah, blah. No, y'all played in this man's face and tried to tell him that the vibes weren't, weren't what they were. Yeah. But who would save the day but Buffy alumni? Cast The cast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was a big Buffy and Angel fan growing up. And... Let me tell you something. I always wanted there to be like a Buffy reunion. You know, they continued that story in the comics. Yeah. But I want to see, you know, who uh, people on that cast get back together in live action. And who would have thought that we would get an impromptu uh, Buffy reunion, all for them to just get together and collectively tell Joss Whedon to fuck off. (laughs) Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Who just does not participate in this kind of shit. Made a statement, and I am paraphrasing. Was was basically, look, I am grateful for all the all the fan support. I am grateful for everything that has come to my career, for me being associated with the character of Buffy Summers. Having said all that, Joss Whedon sucked my dick. <laughs> And and one of the cast members and I and I can't remember her name because I don't really know any of the names. Charisma Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter. Okay, and she's been in other stuff. It's Cordelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. in other stuff. Oh yeah, she she was talking about how you know she was very young on that show, and how he used to basically bully her, and when she she got pregnant during mm-hmm. season four. Yeah. She yeah. Got... When they were filming season four, she got pregnant. Yep. And basically. Um, uh, first, first they first they kind of tried to stonewall her, mm-hmm. and she could not. Her people couldn't get through to Joss Whedon to communicate 
that she got pregnant yeah. so they could sit down and talk about what that meant for the character, mm-hmm. what that meant for shooting schedules, yep. all that kind of shit. Until it culminates in a face-to-face between her and Joss Whedon where he asks her, I shit you not, so are you Are you going to keep it? <laughs> As if it's his baby. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like she just got knocked. It's, she just got knocked up by some mystery guy, and that was it. Like she had a family. Yeah. Like she had a. There was a dude there. Like like yeah. who, who the fuck asked that? And basically uh, accused her of trying to sabotage the show, and uh, basically kind of. Uh, he made the shooting schedule prohibitive to someone who was pregnant. Like trying to do two a.m. shoots. Two a.m. shoots with somebody who's pregnant. That's not cool. And. The doctors were saying that it was having an effect on her mentally, which was going to have an effect on her physically. Didn't they say she went through some Braxton Hicks? Mm-hmm. To, yeah. Oh, man, that's, uh, that's nasty. And that's terrible. And, and then and the next season she was fired. basically gone. Yeah. That's horrible. And as somebody who watched the show actively, I always I was young. I always wondered what the story was with that. Because um, she did turn up on the show on that season pregnant very briefly. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't see her. And then something, uh, some stuff happened in the story, and we didn't see her again until probably the second to final episode. And uh, even that looked very, very rushed, very much not interacting with the rest of the cast, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so that is, and so after that, more people showed Emma Caulfield. Uh, who is now on WandaVision? I completely that completely went by me. Uh, she's the she's one she's the neighborhood uh, the late the, the blonde chick. ladies thing the blonde chick yeah Dottie yeah yeah um, Emma Caulfield turned up Michelle Trachtenberg turned up and it, it was just a laundry list of people that was like no for real fuck Joss Whedon and it's weird that we ignored a black dude going through this shit and it took white women to stand up. Actually, that's not weird. That's not that's not weird at all. That's actually pretty par for the course. And it took white women for us to notice the fuck shit. Yeah, now that I said out loud, that's actually not weird at all. That's actually very normal. Um, so I'm glad the chickens are coming home to roost on Jaws. I'm glad that, I, I, I'm. you know, it's always been kind of a this known but not known fact that Joss is a douchebag. But I'm glad that it's getting more attention. And I'm glad that Ray Fisher's thing is gonna be is probably gonna be revisited at least to a point where in the future we don't dismiss him as crazy or or sensitive or dramatic. Right. Um so I'm happy that happened even if it took a bunch of a bunch of washed white women to do it. Um As much as I love that show. Um, what else went on? Uh, Justin Timberlake apologized. Justin Timberlake had a whole statement. I'm not going to read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Timberlake had a, whole sta- had a whole statement where he apologized both to Britney Spears and to Janet Jackson uh, for the ways he treated them in the younger, in the earlier parts of his career, respectively. Um, it was not received well. At all. I don't really, it's hard for me, I don't know if I have a, 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 a dog in this fight because I've never had the vitriol for Justin Timberlake that the rest of the culture does. Um, not that I don't recognize the problematic 
way he threw Janet Jackson under the bus or the way he, I guess, supposedly treated Britney Spears. Um, but I don't have the same level. It, it, it's wrong, and I've always said it was wrong. I don't have the same level of chase him out of town with a torch and a pitchfork that the rest of the culture does. So it's hard for me to say, oh, you apologized, fuck you. Because it sounded like the kind of apology the kind of apology for these things that we expect out of people. Yeah. That we that we actually ask for out of people and that they don't give us. The only thing that I can really say is if you if you waited until this moment to to have that amount of vitriol for him, what about like the last decade? Like what 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 difference is there now? Um I know what and, the difference is. The music ain't good no more. And there you have it. <laughs> that's that's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, it was it, it was hard. It was it was easier to have that fight when he started dropping that man of the wood shit. Yeah. So that's you know that's the thing, man. That you know we I, I know people have differing views on cancel culture and that that shit does get pushed to an extreme sometimes. A lot of y'all just have some ill timed cancellations. I agree. Like. You know, a lot of people saw how fucked up it was when he distanced himself from Janet from the Super Bowl thing, and we yeah. called it out at the time for what it was. Right. You know, his music was still jamming at the time. So, so it, it um, kind of got pushed to the side. Yeah, but, you know, now y'all are like, all of a sudden, oh, fuck your apology now. Now that Pharrell ain't on the team. Yeah. Okay, y'all. But if he drops a new, you know, if he drops some more shit with Timberland, y'all are probably going to be like, oh, um, Maybe, maybe not. Well, no, no, never mind. I was going to say, that Aaliyah shit is kind of following Timberland, but I don't think it really is. You know, we always yeah. revisit that, that that, yeah. that he that he totally admitted to having to being a grown man with a crush on a 17-year-old girl. You know, he'll... Uh, he'll skate. He'll, he'll skate. skate. I mean, that, you know, he... Nothing, as far as we know, nothing ever happened. Even though it's creepy as, him, creepy as fuck for him to admit something like that. And to admit to marrying his last two wives because they looked like her. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a little creepy. Yeah, very weird. Very, very weird. Um, yeah, guys, send your racist stories, send your real-life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, your questions for myself and D. Randall, um, or any of our guests, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Or you can log on to the new improve opinionswhileblack.com. Where you can find um, where you can find all kinds of lovely things like merch. Uh, you can find uh, other places to listen to us on the uh, uh, other places to listen to us, places to talk to us on social media, and more information about the least sober team in podcasting. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna finish up with the third leg with uh, your listener letters and the top three STFUs. And we'll be right back with more Opinions While Black. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And um, it's easy to say we're not nice and liquored up until we have to stand up when all this shit is over. Yeah, I'm not standing up yet. Um, I don't think grip pliers is going to stick as a drink. 
Yeah, grip pliers is a little. It, 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 I don't think it's as smooth as like screwdriver nah. or mimosa. You know, women, a woman, a woman, a women. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> women aren't gonna be out here ordering grip pliers. Yeah. Yeah. No. Can I have a? Can I have a grip pliers? Nah, it doesn't have a. That sounds like you're asking for something else. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't there. That sounds like some shit that's gonna cost you an extra extra thirty an hour. Yeah, that's like, hey, I bet she got them grip pliers though. Bruh. Just, just when you go in there, just ask for the grip pliers. <laughs> They'll know. Yeah. Uh, it is time for your listener letters. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh man, that is. We're gonna hear about that later. Um. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Remy Braff. Okay. Uh, uh, shout out to Lit BKNY, uh, Stolen Riches. Uh, find those on IG. Uh, Remy says, not not a question, but an observation. Mm-hmm. As I catch up on the older episodes, it's funny to hear y'all talk about what y'all going to do in 2020. And not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hopes and dreams. Once I got out of the bookstore, you know, I completely forgot about that whole <laughs> that whole shit. What like like every episode for like the like the month or two leading up to me leaving the store? Yeah, was just me so excited about all the promises shit was gonna bring. We were so and hopeful. I was just gonna have like a straight month and a half of pure debauchery. Like, yeah. I still think about that shit. It was gonna be a hot ass summer, boy. I tell you, yeah. Get the none of that happened. The best laid plans. Oh know. man, we were so we were so young then. It's true. None of that happens except <laughs> except in my imagination as I'm looking at Jordan Woods uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> Our first Jordan Woods reference. <laughs> we finally made it. <laughs> Welcome to the episode, y'all. Oh, it, it, if you guys are playing opinions while Black Bingo. <laughs> Go ahead and mark that one. Hmm. Um, I think I think I think I think uh Team Oz should do their own. <laughs> this is my challenge to y'all if y'all are listening to it. Amongst yourselves, I want you guys to organize an opinions while black bingo <laughs> or a drinking game and let us know the results of it. I would oh, love shit. I would love to see that. Oh man, that's that, that's funny. But I also kind of want it to happen. <laughs> And whatever whatever number of drinks y'all get up to, he has to match y'all collectively. Oh, I'm oh that's done. Yeah, there we go. That's done. That'll that's a done deal. I'll yeah, I'll fuck with y'all. New game alert. See, see, innovating in the social in the in the social distancing era, Oz is gonna do some drinks with y'all. Oz is gonna Oz is gonna drink with y'all. Uh one way or the other. Um the awkward L aka let's see, Kawhi MJ. At uh on Twitter. That's a new one. Um uh she's a she she's a long time. First okay. time long time. I gotcha. Uh she asks the next Cara Dune. Speak- she, she has three she has three questions. Speaking here. of one, Gina Carano. <laughs> I was speaking of her. The next Cara Dune. Somebody on Twitter said that they just go that Disney just gonna put Don Cheadle in that shit and ain't nobody gonna say shit about True. it. <laughs> Fun fact though, um, Cara Dune, the character of Cara Dune was specifically created for Gina Carano by um, John Favreau. Um, oh, okay. In fact, the name Cara is a derivative of Carano. Carano, right? So okay. I don't think that character is coming back at all. 
Yeah. I, and if it did, it would one, it would, I guess that would kind of be a bad taste. It would. And you know, we we already got Katie Sackhoff and we got Sasha Banks. One hundred percent. Shout out to Give man, Sasha Banks that bag. Man, the shout out to the women of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Katie Sackhoff, first of all, I've had a thing for Katie Sackhoff since Battlestar Galactica days. Sasha Banks, I have a I have a friend, an ex coworker that is addicted to wrestling. So I only knew who she was by her just having the divas following it. She has them on a mm-hmm. list that she follows on Twitter. And so and I Sasha's fine. The only what the only the you, only I divas I knew before Sasha Banks showed up was like Trish Stratus yeah. and probably Lita. And uh yeah, Sasha Banks is bad. I'm glad there are more black women that. wrestling. I mean, if y'all want to, since we're talking about wrestling, if y'all want to bring in Bianca Belair to replace her, okay, okay. Do you do you, do you know who that is? Huh? I'm looking at. I'm, I'm I was about to look it up. Let me let me let me pull it up on the Googles for you, on the on the screen. Oh boy, American professional wrestler. Images. Okay. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, all mm-hmm. right, very good. Former CrossFitter, so she can really whip your ass. I, I believe it. <laughs> she looked like she do the 10 a.m. and the 12 p.m. CrossFit. Um, Wad. If it was, yeah, if it was up to me, and they were really trying to replace Cara Dune, which I don't think, which I don't think is going to happen, and I don't think needs to happen. It's not going to. It's not going to happen at all. Um, I, there's some people. I, I, there's some people out there. Jamie Alexander, maybe. From uh, the Thor stuff. In the Star Wars universe, people can just disappear and it won't matter. And, that, and it's completely <laughs> fine. We've never heard about or from Jar Jar Binks again. Yeah. And no one cares. Thank it's you. completely fine. <laughs> um, the LP scam. The Lincoln Project scam. I don't know what this is. Do you know what this is? I know the Lincoln Project is a group of like former Republicans who have been trolling Donald Trump. Um, I think, I believe Kellyanne Conway's husband is a member of it. Oh. Shit. Well, I don't there, know there what probably the is a scam. scam portion of it is, though. Let's see. This is how we do research in real time, y'all. I was gonna say this. See, I, I, you know, I, I said to myself, if I come into any amount of money going forward, I'm getting an opinions while black intern. Okay. Uh... Scam uh, in scam territory for sixty-seven million dollars in. Oh, that one is old. Oh, that's old. Okay. Uh, there was a the Associated Press, Lincoln Project. Oh, that's an essay. Enrich themselves on global donors. Okay, so maybe, so maybe the maybe the grift is the Lincoln Project is making a bunch of money from trolling Donald Trump and where the money's going. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, hey. I mean, y'all I wish forgot, I, just because they hate Donald Trump doesn't mean they're not still Republicans playing by the Donald Trump book. Right. So let let's 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 start there. You know, and this is us this is us responding based on one full paragraph of research. The enemy, so, of, my, the enemy <laughs> of my enemy is not always a friend. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciated the fact that the the Lincoln project has done some very good trolling over the last few years. Um what they make of their money or their donations, I don't know, don't care cuz I haven't given them any money. I don't say I I haven't given them anything to keep up with where it goes. Yeah. Um. I I do. I like I said. I think we sometimes we get caught up in the the drama of rich white treachery. Yeah. 
but as I read further, um, apparently there are allegations of sexual harassment against the founder Always. of the Lincoln Project. Yeah, I mean, again, y'all, Always. not surprising. Every time, again, white man in power, sexual harassment, gasp. They only they only hate him because they're all playing from the same playbook. It's <laughs> <laughs> like just yeah. because they don't fuck with him doesn't mean that they're not using the very same methodology. Yeah. Because as I've said many times on this program, people don't really people don't really want things to be better. They just don't want things to be better for them and they just they just want to have the freedom to do the same terrible shit as the other guy. Period. I I, I want to give y'all a fun fact. And y'all can y'all can take this to the bank. If you ever encounter anyone or any entity who morals who who, who gives you lectures about morality and decency behind closed doors, they are not being moral or decent themselves. That is, I and That's I facts. I will take that to the bank. We may talk about it on here, but we also talk about how we ain't shit sometimes too. It's true. It's true. When I said when I said before that we didn't have any we didn't have any in, anybody as a leader that was up to the that was up to the to the charge that mm-hmm. was up to the task, I I meant including and especially myself. Yeah, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Mine, mm-hmm. I'm 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 just as ain't shit as the as the next person. I couldn't be anybody's leader because I like pussy too much. <laughs> and we all know that, and we all know what downfall that is. JFK. Look, (laughs) Bay of Pigs would have went a lot different. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, so yeah, yeah. These sound these sound like people that are just fighting for ancient supremacy. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Sounds like they they're down in the power rankings, and they made Donald Trump the face. Of their uh, they, uh, of their of their enemy, yeah. And now it's all the chickens are coming home to roost on them. Yeah. Again, based on three paragraphs of research, y'all don't kill us. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we if we missed anything, let us know. At least we read more than the headline, which is some. This is true. Some of y'all can't say. Um. And last, she wanted to know about M A F S Chris. Married at first sight, Chris. Okay. I don't watch Married. I'd have at first to get sight. Jessica and Tim on this one. <laughs> I don't. So I don't watch Married at First Sight. People have been trying to get me to watch it, but the deal with Married at First Sight is, um, uh, one of the contestants, it turns out his his ex is pregnant. Um, probably a problem when you're trying to get married to a stranger. Uh, I'm gonna go with this one. A married at first sight contestant revealed that his, his revealed to his new wife. Oh, they got married. Oh. Oh shit. They got married and then he dropped this bomb. I got a lot of shit going on. I found some inf- found out some information this morning. It is I won't say devastating, but it's something I have to deal with. And he told her this after they got after they got married over breakfast. Oh wow! Yeah, they they got to be dragging him. Oh, he's the, he he wants to, he. The, I'm I'm reading all the kind of details. He wants a submissive wife, uh, shit like that. Proverbs twenty two. Um, that's what you get when you. That's what you get when you get into relationships on uh reality television. This is exactly par for the course. I'm sure they've never had anything like this happen on Married at First Sight. 
but this is par for the course for dating on reality television. I'm sure there are countless instances in which Temptation Island, The Bachelor, whatever, what well, any of these flash in the pan dating reality shows ended when we when when it didn't work out after the after the thing. It turned out that this person had all this drama going on. And when they had to come back to real life, real life did not agree with these two being in a relationship. That's the problem with dating on reality TV. You're dating in a fantasy that producers have set up for you that will never hold up to the intricacies and complications of everyday real life. I I, I don't... Poor Lawrence. I mean, Chris. This (laughs) this This is a whole other talk for another day but i i just can't understand the psychology of of people who go on reality tv and go through all these motions of doing this relationship game show shit here's why here's why a good producer of a good reality tv show i'm not going to spend too long on this a good producer of a good reality tv show in 2020 or 2021 produces to create People mm-hmm. to, to put people in a bubble. I get that. It's the Truman Show. Yeah. Everything there is fabricated to create and evoke certain emotions and to evoke certain responses between these people. If you want this to be fiery and you want this to be a lot of sex, mm-hmm. I guarantee you every reality TV show you've ever seen that was a hookup fest. All, they had no food in their fridge, and all the cabinets were stocked with liquor yeah. for six months. The real world, more specifically, Bunim and, and Ellis, or yes. whatever, oh, they were per- real perfected this method. They, they they started this gangster shit. Like, at all the real worlds after, like, San Francisco? All the real worlds after the first season. Because the first season of the real world, they actually let them, like, go out in the world. Yeah. They let them have lives outside the house. Yeah. Second season, they were like, nah, we're going to put you in the house. Um... No phone, no TV. <laughs> we'll have plenty of alcohol. <laughs> oh, if there's a landline, because yeah. it's only landlines, yeah. it was one phone that they one. had to fight over. Yep. One phone awkwardly placed near somebody else's room so yeah. they could hear all their fucking conversations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything is created to evoke emotion. So most of these people did not show up to fall in love. I talked about this with The Bachelor. Most of these people didn't show up to fall in love. Most of these people showed up to get on and be seen. They are all cookie-cutter. They're usually all cookie-cutter white people, except for Chris. And this is actually a black couple, which, which, makes, this, which makes them making this whole drama kind of interesting to me. Uh, this whole baby mama drama. I, now I'm a little interested. Um, but I'll get, that's another show. They create this, they create this bubble. And when you get into the bubble, and all you all you were thinking about was getting on and getting what you wanted out of this, but they've created a bubble of love. Your your room is sexy. You have a view of the fucking lake. You're surrounded by attractive people. You're drunk. Yeah. And all of that leads to what we in real life call the representative. In real life, that's called the representative or the honeymoon. If if you're a viewer of this show, how can you really be mad because 
the the whole first sight thing like you can be with someone for 10 or 15 years and not know a lot of things about them if if he's just now bringing up that he got an ex pregnant or something the show is called married at first sight i, I imagine they have to be together what 90 days Probably well, they, less. Well, probably less. I mean, the, they literally get married the first time they see each other, yeah. and then they start everything. You think he's going to get all that shit out the way in the beginning? No. No. No, sir. He's not offering that up front because he's going on the first night. Right. And so, yeah, that you. Th- this is one of those instances where, you know, they say you get what you pay for. You get what you invest in. You get exactly what you invest if in. You go on, if you go on a show where you marry someone that you've never met before... 100% of the time, you're going to find out some shit. That you didn't know. Bing, bing. you didn't know anything about this person. Just saying. Just saying. Thank you very much, Kawhi MJ. Uh, thank you very much, Remy Braff. Opinionswildblack at gmail.com. That's what you need to do. That's where you need to be. Uh, if you want to get at us. Or on social medias. Uh, y'all know the vibes. Now it is time to finish strong. With the top three STFUs, who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! We have a runner-up. Our runner-up is actually a returner from last week and the week before, Bow Wow. Why is he still here? Bow Wow wants us to know that he is retiring from rap music. Huh? Again? Bow Wow is retiring from rap music. Again. This is, I can tell you that we've been doing, I didn't know he was back. We've been doing this podcast for probably three, no, almost three years, Mm 2.5 years. We've been doing this podcast for 2.5 years. I can tell you that this is probably the third time Bow Wow has claimed to uh, retire from rap music. Pretty sure. Uh, And before that, I'm sure he had retired at least once. Bow Wow does this. Papoose said he was retiring too, but that's a whole other story. Remy made him retire. No, no, no. He's doing it to put pressure on Remy to retire, so oh. so he can have her barefoot in the kitchen like he wants. Gotcha. That's what that's that's what that is. He had to pressure her into having that baby once she got out of prison, and once she got out and lost all that weight and got fine and got attention again, he had to bring her back down to earth. I know what happened. And now he's yeah. retiring from a rap career that has not been valid for many years uh, to pressure her into retiring from rap music. Bow Wow also doesn't understand that nobody cares. That's the other thing about Bow Wow. No one cares. And that's why we wanted to shut up because you're wasting your breath on us because we weren't invested to begin with. We no one's, been, no one's been invested in Bow Wow since like the Scream Tour, which was like 2000. No one has cared about Bow Wow except for Mayor Sylvester Turner. Like he's the last person to really put your name in anything. It's true. And it's that's true. that's for having a pandemic party. So And you know, you that that between that and uh y'all pretend fist fighting on uh loving on uh, growing up hip hop Atlanta, uh you and Deb Antney and Johnny Blaze, um yeah, no one cares. So just keep getting your keep getting your bag. Uh, keep sending hey big head text to Angela Simmons and shut the fuck up. Shut uh, up. Number three is Safari. Oh, he's back? Yeah, Safari just, Safari will just not go away. Um, it, well, 
no, no, I can't even say that. I can't even say that we do that to him because, as a like culturally, because culturally we don't give a fuck about Safari. No one, no one who doesn't watch Love and Hip Hop gives a fuck about Safari anymore. Ah, I'm included in that demographic. Um, this tweet from Safari: New Millennium is crazy now. Back in the day, you had to close your eyes and imagine what a girl, what a girl you liked looked like naked. Now, almost every girl is naked just because. I got to make sure my daughter is different. She needs me. Isn't Heart this, emoji. Ain't this the same dude with an OnlyFans? This is the same dude with an OnlyFans? This is the same dude that had, that, that sells a uh, prosthesis uh, in the likeness of his dick uh, who has a, who sells coconut oil and is married to the exact woman that he is describing in this tweet. And before that, swore he was destined to marry Nicki Minaj. Y'all, this is a, and and swears he doesn't want his daughter to be like this. Y'all, this is an excellent time to reiterate something that I've talked about on this podcast that is the absolute truth. Any nigga Telling you about uh, telling you about ain't shit niggas, and in the same breath will tell you about protecting his daughter. This is the same kind of nigga I'm talking about. All I hear about is well, my dad used to, well, my dad always grew up telling me that niggas ain't shit. So let Safari be an example. <laughs> the nigga telling you that niggas ain't shit is telling you that because he, in fact. Was it shit? So it is the ain't shit niggas telling you that niggas ain't shit and by that way lionizing themselves as the good nigga. And so now the good niggas are, are uh, so now the good niggas who are who actually were formerly ain't shit niggas have just turned women against uh, have just turned women against all the niggas perpetuating this gender war. We see you, T.I. <laughs> Now, let me be very clear about one thing. I'm not saying that we don't live in a male-dominated society and that women, particularly black women, are on the low end of that totem pole. That's not what we're saying because that is the absolute God's honest truth. But the messenger still matters. Yep. Look at the... Because I guarantee you, every every dude that is told that is told... In the past, if you're an '80s baby, and your parents told you this kind of, and your dad told you this kind of shit, I guarantee you he wasn't shit. Mm. I guarantee it. Back in the day, and I guarantee you his mother that your mother has some stories that she's just not gonna tell because that was how it went. Because that was the times. And if you're an '80s baby, just keeping it real, most of your daddies did some shit. Most of your mothers did some shit, if not all. All I'm saying is, I don't, all I'm saying is, and again, black women deserve our protection in this community at all times. But the messenger matters, and I don't think the ain't shit niggas should be controlling the conversation. That's what I'm saying. True. I think that's a fair statement. And if it's not, you are more than welcome to go to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com and email Damien. Oh, shit. I get to respond? (laughs) 
Shit. You're more than welcome to have a robust discussion with D. Randall about this. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if y'all want that, but let's go. <laughs> oh, no, because you seem to be immune to this shit. Because yeah. let me tell you something. <laughs> we have said some shit that is the same. Yeah. And I can tell you, the click and comment girls probably respond differently to you than to me. <laughs> I guarantee it. <sighs> and we feel the same way about some shit. And somehow you are immune because you're happily married. Anyway, so far you gotta shut the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. Uh, number two is Evelyn Lozada. Hmm. Um, so, okay, so Puerto Rican Maleficent Wow. Um, <laughs> is back on the new season of Basketball Wives a year and some change later, I guess. Um, let me just tell you, Shawnee and the Basketball Wives haven't learned shit. And among them not learning shit, at the top of the ain't shit heap is Evelyn Lozada. They ended last season on a note of racism and colorism in the way they attacked uh, a young lady who was new to the cast who was a former uh, women's football player, OG. Um, basically, basically they very they very much played into the angry black girl tropes and kept describing her as a, as violent and aggressive mm. uh, for things that Evelyn has been doing since season one. Um, as a matter of fact, for less than things that Evelyn has been doing since season one. Um. It, just to give you an example, if she stood up for herself and said, "Don't come," and said, "Don't come for me," they would tell, they would say she was aggressive and angry. Mm. Meanwhile, Evelyn Lozada, I shit you not, spent spent the the season finale of last year's uh, of last year's basketball wise screaming at the top of her lungs, spanking her vagina in public, screaming about a wet ass pussy. See, she was the original WAP. Okay. And everyone just dismissed it and goes, that's just how Ev is. They have learned nothing. Evelyn has come back crying and whining. Um, I'm almost done, Damien. Oh, no, we're good. Crying and whining and bitching and moaning because she doesn't feel safe because of the backlash she got for being a colorist and a racist and... Um, using monkey emojis when addressing OG on social media, um, which I can only imagine is the new African booty scratcher. <laughs> Y'all forgot about that shit. Ah. Um, and she swears she wasn't being racist. But even if you eliminate how you treated OG... And, oh, and that was the other thing. She couldn't possibly be racist because her ex stepdaughter is black uh chad's daughter um even if you even if you eliminate the way you treated a dark-skinned nigerian woman who stood up to you you still have to answer for the fact that you called byron scott's asian asian wife uh ling ling damn oh no she mad racist she got all the shits She's, I'm telling you, she a Puerto Rican, she a Puerto Rican chick from the Bronx. She got all, she got all the little names. Called that woman Ling Ling several times. And now she's out here crying, 
because she can't believe people would say that about her and the people and just all the tropes. The people that know me know I'm not racist. The people that know you, the people that know you, you talk probably talking about your family, are probably Puerto Rican and probably just and probably don't know the difference. Right? You don't think you don't have an ounce of black in you. You just black your vagina is just black adjacent. You can't fuck two niggas. You can't fuck two niggas, have one for a stepdaughter, a grown woman, by the way, and then tell and then tell us I can't possibly be racist. That's exactly how racism works. As a matter of fact, when you feel more freedom from these from these unpackings because of your proximity to blackness without being black yourself, that is how racism works. When you feel you only need one or two good ones to give you the pass or the one shawnee that's making the bag off of you, and the controversial shit you say, that's exactly how the fuck racism works. Mm. You just don't know it's happening. You just don't know it's happening because you're high off of feeling shielded. Mm. And that moment right there, and you having to remind us two or three times that you got baptized in, during the break and shit, and, you're, and now you're a born-again woman, this moment is exactly the, what the fuck is wrong with you. Exactly what the fuck is wrong with you. And yes, some people are going to address it. That last last week, I did address Justin Bieber and talk about um, the possibilities of the curative powers of the Judeo Christian God, and that's what Christianity teaches me. And I got to take him, and I got to take him as he is through that. That is true. The difference is with Evelyn, it's a pattern. This isn't the first time. Every time, every time you get maligned mm. in the public eye and on social media. You go to Ayala Van Zandt and fix your life. Or you, you take selfies at the fucking Fountain of Praise or wherever you're at with Carl Crawford or whatever. And you try to and you start doing Bible scriptures and you convince us that you're born again. And then you go back to doing the same fuck shit that got you on to begin with. It's a pattern there. Justin Bieber, I, haven't, I don't know enough about Justin Bieber, but I have not seen a pattern from him to mimic that. I've seen a rebrand. Hmm. But committing yourself to God in the way that he's doing looks different. And 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 I've been I I was raised in the church. I've been around enough uh, enough uh fair weather Christians to know it when I smell it. I don't have to see the I don't have to see the pattern in full. I can smell you. And you're full of shit. And stop using and, and stop using my people and my God to absolve yourself. Just shut the fuck up. Just just do that. That's all you have to do. Or for once, as a as an almost fifty year old woman, take some responsibility for your fucking self and listen to what to what a marginalized people are saying to you. And implement it, and actually do better. I know that's hard because no one's ever expected that of you. Because all they, because all, the, because all the people you to surround yourself with have ever expected from you is a nut. <clears throat> yeah. 
But when you take on, but when you take on, but when you take on a, an arena, I'm not gonna spend too much time. No, it's good. Of morals and values and all that shit, you're held to a different standard. It's a world you don't recognize because you because nobody's ever taught it to you. I understand. So go back and learn something. But until you do, shut the fuck up. Shut up. This is what passes as entertainment. And the number one person. The number one person who should shut the fuck up is Austin Chang. Did not know who that was until this moment. <laughs> Austin Chang is a G is a is a GOP candidate for Michigan. Governor of Michigan? Go yes. Excuse me, yeah, Governor of Michigan. The governor the 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 guy running for governor of Michigan is black. The and GOP Republican running for governor of Michigan Michigan is black. And mind you, I had to research him by his hairline in order to determine <laughs> this and, and his and his and his hairline does in fact not cut the mustard, just like most black Republicans. Um, shout out to Alan West. Um, uh, uh, Austin Chain wants to wants to abolish Black History Month. I'll repeat that. Austin Chain, a black man running for governor of Virginia, wants to abolish Black History Month. Because he believes we should be investing in American History Month. Isn't that what he said? He said uh, we need to invest in American History Month. Um, I hate to break it to him. Do I want, do I, I mean, do I need to really unpack that though? Every month that isn't February and really... Some of the days in February that are, in fact, in February are already American History Month. It's literally a subject that we're taught in school. Every day you walk out. Right. And it's not called. It's just called history. Until they start breaking it up to justify to justify uh, more hours in the day at school. Um, I know I didn't. I, I studied history until like ninth grade. It's not even called American history. It's just history. It's the default. Remember we talked about whiteness as the default? It's the default. I never took a black history class until college. Every day you walk out of your house and hear about a thing that happened, odds are it is considered American history. We have to make these distinctions when whiteness, white Americanness, is in fact the default. Yes, we need a Black History Month. Honestly, we need a Black History Year. We need to take just a every leap year needs to be Black History Year, and we just learn about it all twelve months, every day. I I would I would challenge him, even though I know no one would go for it. I would even challenge him to say, if you want to remove Black History Month. And make American History Month, then we need a provision written in stone stating that you will include the stories and contributions of everyone, not just white Americans, black Americans, Asians, um, the LGBTQ community, uh, 
you know, every everyone who's who's been disenfranchised from the study of history. Hence, why we have Heritage uh, Hispanic Heritage Month and and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which spans from the middle of one month to the middle of another month. There would not be the need for these if the the stories and contributions of all these people who have contributed to the the fabric of American lives right. were not intentionally withheld from the from the telling of history. Correct. If you can guarantee that all these will be included, if you can guarantee that. That all of these can be included without filter, um, without the retelling of these stories, and without them being watered down. Let's sit down and have a talk. Let's start from there. But, but, the, but the way that his hairline is set up, <laughs> I don't think that that's going to really be a thing. I'm not going to judge his hairline until they finish the whole crop circle they were going for. Yeah. It was like the certified lover boy part, but that was actually the pattern of his head. <laughs> Tried to do Y equals MX plus plus B without the graphic calculator. I, I'll eyeball the equation. Say no more. We know that this is. We know. I, sure, he might. He might really believe that. But we absolutely know that he is pandering to a very specific group of people 100%. by saying that. We absolutely know that. We see that. It is as transparent as your hairline. We see that. This is what he wanted to address in a state where one of their key cities doesn't have any water. <laughs> water! <laughs> the ele- To quote Princess Katana, the element that brings life. And you, here go you. You're in a battleground state. <laughs> talking about getting rid of black history. How dare you? Sir. The, the, the home of Motown. <laughs> How dare you? Motor City? What? Oh, oh. Man, shut the fuck up. Please. Just cut, cut it all off. off. Before you even get started, man, just... No, I'm talking about him. Before he even really gets started with whatever he's trying to do, just shut up. Shut up. Abandon your comb over and shut the fuck up. Wow. Shut the whole worldwide fuck up. Dot org, dot net. Go and, oh, oh. What the fuck? That's, That's what you can, with all the problems going on in Michigan, that's what you got? That's it? the fuck out of here, bro. D. Randall, before I get even angrier, D. Randall, we've done a podcast. <laughs> he did. You were, about, you were about to turn it into something else, though. <laughs> this particular top three made me very upset this week. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. And I'm not going to lie to you. Full transparency. The only reason I'm so offended that Evelyn Lozada is such a terrible person is because she's so fucking fine to be almost, what, 50 Sometimes those are the worst. Man. Because they've been allowed to get away with it. Because because they have been allowed to get away with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to go into my whole pretty people have no spine diatribe. Um, <laughs> this is why only Rob Kardashian will have her. Um, guys, thank you so much. Um, it is, it, as always, as I say every week, it is an honor and a pleasure to be with you. 
to be with you, to be in your homes, to be in your cars week after week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we don't we, we don't always get it right, but we're not always trying to get it right. Um, sometimes it's just funnier that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we really appreciate you. I appreciate all the ongoing support through these uh, troubling and trying times in the world and in my personal life. Um, getting this shit out to you is how is part of uh, how I how I cope with things. And uh, th- you know, I would say all the time, we jokingly that this is our therapy, hmm. but it it does remind us that we are not alone. Correct. Um, we will definitely be back with more foolishness and fuckery next week. Uh, as always, D. Randall, any uh, church announcements? As 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 we as we go into an era where people are getting more and more vaccinated, yes, I want to remind y'all. First oh, of all, do it, do it. Vaccinations are not Jordan drops. Um, <laughs> don't you know? I know y'all. I know y'all are happy about getting your vaccines. Um, please remember that there are people who may need them more than others, who are more at risk than others. Please allow the space for them if they if they desire to to get vaccinated y'all are treating these like jordan drops um nobody cares some of y'all some of y'all have been wondering about your eligibility Mm -hmm. Uh, i just want to get this one off real quick um we have talked before about how the 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 system of body mass index is super racist Mm -hmm. and was created by a documented racist however we're going to use this to our advantage guys if you if your body mass index is twenty five or up, you're eligible. Go get your shot. Go get your shot. A lot of y'all didn't know that. But the the, the point that I wanted to make of it is please do. Sorry. No, that's good. And this because this is an important point. Just because you get vaccinated, and I'm talking about both shots. Yeah. It does not mean that the pandemic is over. It is not. The pandemic is still here. You must still wear PPE. There are people who are who are already making plans to to just raw dog some oxygen when they're vaccinated. But no, you can still you can still pass it to other people. Please be mindful. The pandemic is not over. Be mindful of be mindful of people who have not been vaccinated and whether and whether or not the people around you are being tested uh on a regular basis. I have to, I probably should start getting tested on a regular basis. I again not going out of the house at all. Um but even just off of the uh the service I should probably get checked out just just to have documentation. I've been tested 13 times. I go every 2 weeks like clockwork. Um uh still continue to get tested, still continue to wear PPE, still continue um, to be mindful of being out of the house when you don't need to be um, and just be mindful of the people around you and the amount of people you're around in a building at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not missing you, anything that you think you're missing. It's going to be there when the pandemic is over, except yeah. the movie theater. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just want y'all to be safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We need each other through these time, through these trying times. 
we need to we need to communicate better and we need to uh, just pray for each other and be more patient with each other and be more patient with ourselves. Um, until then, we'll be back next week. This has been episode 125. Yes, yes. Of Opinions Wild Black, Houston's most savage podcast. I have been Oz. I might have been D. Randall. And as always in parting, titties. And wash your mask. If it's cloth, <laughs> if it's cloth, wash your mask. If it's disposable, just do a new one every day. Throw it away and get another one. You can get them from anywhere. And if it's cloth, or it's elastic or whatever. Wash it. Wash it for the love of God. You're putting it on your mouth. Treat it like a draw. It's draws for your mouth. You're breathing in you're breathing in and out of it. It's draws for your mouth. Would you breathe through dirty draws? Side note, this is a bonus cut. One of the best side effects of having to wear a mask all year is that I haven't had to smell anyone else's breath. Hey Some of y'all got dog breath. And y'all are recycling that shit. Wash your mask. There's a lot of motherfuckers washing they, brushing their teeth a lot more often now. Yeah. Now they gotta smell that shit every day. Keep it in the buck. Look at that. Got our own post credit scene. See there? Better living, th- better living through niggas. Bye.